Now back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. While we were mentioning Beatrice Bakery there before the break, make sure you stop out there on Saturday from 9.30 to 12.30. I'll be out there from 9 to 10 doing the high school show. There's a lot to talk about this week. Tommy Armstrong getting the offensive coordinator position at North Star. That's exciting. That's super exciting. It's There's a, there's a lot to talk about. I haven't been able to talk about the uh, All-State team, the selections, and the controversy surrounding that. Mm. So we're gonna we're gonna discuss discuss that a little bit from Beatrice Bakery. Obviously, Luke Mullen will join us at nine thirty as always. That is and a then interesting um, topic. Yeah, and then DP will take over after me from ten to about twelve thirty as well. So come on out to Beatrice Bakery on Saturday. Um, we'll be out there broadcasting live. Come hang out with us. We'll be we'll be having a lot Are of you fun. Gonna eat cakes on the air. I, I sure will be. I, I told DP. I said DP, you might just just a fair fair warning that. It may just be 25 minutes, the first segment of me just trying different cakes. That makes sense. And he's like, that's what it should be. So I got a question for you. Uh, Who is the best men's basketball team in the state of Nebraska? Oh, it's got to be Creighton. That sounds funny. People are coming at me on Twitter. (laughs) Dan, you said? Creighton. 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 For for trying to talk with my numb face. um, You sound funny. Yeah, if you're just now joining us. I'm numb on the left side of my face. Can't feel anything. So if you hear me do that, that's why <laughs> I've been doing it. And I tried to just power through it, but I'm still, still, last every time. still getting used to it. It's funny. Okay. It's time to talk about coaches. Nebraska football has officially hired a couple new guys. Uh, we were able to talk to them for the first time, hear from them for the first time yesterday afternoon. And, and there were a lot of interesting things that both Mark Whipple and Mickey Joseph said. And I kind of want to get to a, a little of it all, um, especially Mickey Joseph had a really, really cool and kind of intriguing recruiting story regarding Jamar Chase. So I want to talk about that here in a little bit. But first, let's go ahead and start with with Mark Whipple, um, Rico. There's a clip in there talking about does, does Mark Whipple have a philosophy? And here's what he had to say. Yeah, do what the defense doesn't think you're going to do. That'd be great if it stopped there. But it does not. It does not start there. Well, so, no, never really. Just try to be different and be sound. And have, I've had a coach a long time, and just really excited to work with with, with Coach Frost. It's been really, really great. The uh, little time we've been together. You know, he's had exit interviews, and so. You know, you just you. I'm kind of a field guy. I've been a lot of places, but the the one thing that struck me was uh, when you walk into the facility. There's no feeling that it's a three and nine team. It's a there's a positive feedback. The kids have been really good that I've met, and so that that, that part is uh, the, the you know trying to build a culture. And I, I just been really impressed in the, in the little time I've been here. Rico, play that first part once again. Yeah, do what the defense doesn't think you're going to do. Okay. I want to pair that up against 
Mickey, what Mickey Joseph said, something that he said when he was asked about the, the perception with, regarding recruiting so far with Nebraska, and here's what he had to say. I'm probably hated in Louisiana because I went out, I offered all the top recruits. But, you know, so far, you know, I've been having people, you know, the, the guys I know around the country, the connects I have, you know, just say congratulations and they, you know, still willing to help me, you know, help me land some kids. But, you know, it's just, it's been open arms, you know, except I, I'm sure LSU's a little upset, but, you know, that's part of the game. You know, it's part of the game that if you move up to another school, you get, you get on the kid that you want. That's just part of it. And I, I'm sure they understand that. Here's what Rico and I kind of talked about before the show, and we're both in kind of the same space here. Maybe it's okay that Nebraska has coaches that don't care what other people think. And, And maybe that's not the best way to put it, but maybe it's okay and it's a promising sign for Nebraska to have hard nosed, just. I have a way that I'm going to do things and you're either getting in line behind me and we're going to do this thing together or good luck. And maybe it's okay. And and part of that is encouraging because once again, we were all begging for something different. And now as a fan base, Nebraska football is going to look or at least sound different. From the assistant coach point of view, I should say. Head guy's still there. Yeah, main guy's still there. Um, and yeah, they, you know, as Mickey Joseph said, you know, it's, it's just part of the business. He doesn't care if LSU's mad at him, and that's kind of part of the, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and you're just going to have to deal with it. Uh, and with Whipple, it's, <laughs> I don't, I don't get Whipple. I don't. I know it's just one interview, but I was listening to some of the audio that we that we have uh, of uh, him at the at the side table talking to everybody, and he he seems really smart, but at the same time, he just seems like he doesn't want to talk to the media, which I is yeah. fine. I'm fine if he doesn't want to talk to him. That's that's fine. He doesn't have. Well, I mean, he has to, but uh, if he doesn't want to talk to him, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, it just. It kind of came across that way when he was talking. He's like, "Yeah, you know, whatever." I, I came to Nebraska because it's Nebraska. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna run the ball, even if even if a team knows you're gonna run the ball. But also, I want to do what what you know defenses aren't expecting you to do. And I'm like that mm-hmm. kind of contradicts, but I get what you're going for. Uh, so Whipple's a little a little different, but I I appreciate his offensive mind and everywhere that he's been. He's also a big he's he has been everywhere he's dropping names left and right it's it's really impressive um so as you said guys that don't really don't really care what other people are going to think is going to be probably refreshing because you know people are going to ask some questions and they're gonna be like yeah you know i did this because i wanted to it's fine it'll if it works it works here's here's another thing 402-464-5685 i mean rico kind of said it right there refreshing it's fresh it's a fresh face fresh voice um, and, and Scott Frost kind of alluded to it yesterday is that a big reason they, they really brought in Mark Whipple was because he's they're going to be able to teach him things that Scott Frost doesn't even know. And yesterday, and once again, if you want to read into it or, or believe it, that's great. I, I, I am choosing to actually be encouraged by what I what I heard yesterday, even though it kind of was a little a bit of surface-level stuff. It was just a signing day press conference. But Scott Frost without being provoked, without being asked, straight up said, Mickey Joseph and, and Mark Whipple are going to be able to teach me things that I don't know about. That's great. Something new. 
That's great. That's something that we have not heard. That is a sign of maturity. A guy who is willing to listen to others and learn from from people as opposed to just this is my way, this is how I'm going to do it, which I'm not saying that is what he said or how he felt, but that's how it seemed in the first four years at Nebraska. This is this is the way we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna have a running quarterback and if things, you know, break down and get messy, the quarterback's mm-hmm. gonna have to save us. Uh and and these two guys, Mickey Joseph and, and Mark Whipple, do that differently and hopefully he is he is more receptive to them, to elder statesmen in the game of football, uh in the coaching realm. Uh, he's more receptive to them and what they have to say and is willing to make changes to his philosophy and his way of thinking when it comes to football. Well, and I'll be honest, I, I've been critical these last couple weeks, the last couple weeks of the season of Nebraska football. And and by critical, I mean questioning a lot. Because at this point, we still don't know what's going to happen with quarterbacks, and, and that hasn't changed. My whole thought on um, three and nine's not good enough, and even next year, six and six isn't something to be happy about and at some I, like I'm still in the same boat of all that mm-hmm. and, and I'm not I, I hope that you guys can understand I, I'm not going back on what I was saying before because I still feel that same way however and, and maybe it just took Scott Frost having his back up against a wall and next year and, and restructuring the contract everything that's played out this last couple months these last couple months maybe that's finally what it took for him to understand like hey it's it's time to bring in somebody new. You are you are in trouble. Like you you don't have as probably as long of a runway as you thought you had because yeah. things are not going as well or or even close to as well as you believe things were going to go. You need to figure it out. We've got to figure it out quickly. Bring in some people and make some changes. And and it seems as if he's realized that and he is is figuring out. Hey, I need to listen to some some outside voices. Yeah. Uh, speaking about just a little bit more of Mickey Joseph, I want to hear a couple more clips here. Uh, he was asked about talking to five stars, and, and this doesn't have to be labeled just a five stars, but talking to higher profile guys that want to get better. I mentioned it yesterday, is that just because you have a top wide receiver coach coming in, the, the guys in the room still have to have that want to get better. They still have to want to be a... Um, a top-level wide receiver in the Big Ten Conference. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. It's something, once again, one of my favorite sayings, control what you can control. And as an athlete, you can control whether you want to be able to be coached or whether you want to not allow yourself to be coached and settle for mediocrity. And so Mickey Joseph was asked about talking to five stars that want to get better. You, you got to want to get better. You, 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 that's one thing. You got to want to improve. You got to want to develop some more. And I think, you know, most kids do. You know, and, and I think it's a system that I use with them and, and I bring them along individually. You know, and I do the same drills, but it's certain things that I say, okay, you need to focus on this. You need to focus on this. You need to focus on that in this drill. So you break them down individually and you find out what's, they, what's their strengths and what's their weakness. And you always attack their weakness to get them better. Their strength, you kind of leave it alone. You don't, don't, don't mess that up. Because one thing I don't do, I don't overcoach them. I don't coach the athleticism out of them. I mean, I learned that. And, I, I mean, even when, I was, when, when Joe Brady was with us with, at LSU, Joe and I was in the room together. He said, make sure we, we don't coach the athleticism out of them. So we let them play. But we do have them disciplined and, and techniques down. I really appreciated the don't overcoach mm, them. That, that last, just that last, hold on. Let's see if I can get it right. But we do have them disciplined and, and techniques down. 
I gotta find it. But we what? We don't coach the athleticism out of them, so we let them play. But we do have them discipline and, and techniques down. They're gonna let them play, but they're gonna make sure they know exactly what they're going to do. You've got guys out there who are extremely athletic, and and yeah, maybe they maybe they mess up a little bit here and there. But you got to make sure you correct those things. And you, you, you put them out there and let them use their God-given athleticism mm-hmm. and you just give them the tools to make sure that that athleticism is on full display. Well, well think about how it was a couple years ago in the first two years of Scott Frost's era. I mean, think about going back to guys like Marcus Fleming in the early days of Xavier Betts. At, at some point, and the reason that we got or we, we heard from the coaches for not seeing them on the field was that they didn't know the whole playbook. And, and that's okay um, but when you're not finding success with the guys that you have on the field, you can't continue to do the same thing over and over and expect different results, right? And I, I remember thinking to myself back then, thinking, at some point, you just got to get the playmakers on the field. Mm-hmm. They don't you, know the you, whole playbook. You have Give them to, some plays. You have to find a way to get your, your dudes on the field. Like a, if you have a Wandale Robinson type of guy – get him on the field even if he doesn't know every single part of the offense because he's one of your best athletes. I, I really, really like the the quote in there from Mickey Joseph saying, don't overcoach them. Don't try to do too much. Don't do too much. Just work on their strengths or find out their strengths, excuse me, build those strengths and really work on their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. It's football. They know how to play football. You just got to make sure they know how to play football the way that you want them to play football. But but when it comes down to it, once you get that ball in your hands, you got to make a play, and that that's what it, that was with Xavier Betts. You know, they ran that same play with him, and he scored. I think he scored one time off of it, and the other times were just really really big game gains and and big plays for the offense. It's one play, but you know what it is? It's you giving him the ball and letting him use his talents to play football. So you're 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 teaching him how to how to you know move in this direction and, and do all this and what time he has to, you know, come back there and how his hands have to be when he's want to catch that catch the ball. So all, you you get all of that, but after that it's just it's just he's an athlete. Let him be an athlete. So Mickey Joseph saying that and saying, you know, he's not going to coach the athleticism out of him. They're you're going to let him play. You're just going to teach him how to do the little things right. That's extremely encouraging. One of the cool cool stories with uh that came from Mickey Joseph yesterday was Jamar Chase's recruiting story. And obviously, Mickey Joseph recruited Coach Jamar Chase, Coach Justin Jefferson as well. And, and both those guys are having pretty successful careers in the NFL. So, Mickey Joseph was actually asked about the recruiting of Jamar Chase, and he had a really cool story here. Recruiting him, and he was, you know, it was a Tuesday night, and um, I got wind that they said, oh, Auburn's coming to town, Auburn's coming to town. So... I called him, and he answered the phone, we we talked, and he, he, he kept trying to hang up, and I wouldn't let him hang up. I kept him on the phone for like four or five hours, and he said, Coach, I'm tired. I said, you signing those papers in the morning? He said, yes, sir, I'm signing them. And it's, you know, you, because, you know, SEC recruiting, you, you got to go with it, you know? You got to go with it. It's, it's, it's tough because everybody's after those kids, you know? Everybody's after those four- and five-star kids. So you got to really work. You got to work. You got to work. And I, I hit the ground running. I'm I'm ready to work. That's one thing I'm I, I'm good at. I you know just communicate with those kids and working and, and identifying talent. You got to make sure you identify the talent. Though. So did, did he ever see Auburn or not? No. How late did that call go? To about two thirty in the morning. <laughs> and I woke him back up at seven. Signed that paper. You know. Got off the phone at two thirty in the morning. 
Woke him up at woke seven. Woke him up at seven and said, sign those papers. I mean, it's it's really encouraging stuff, right? It just goes back to that word encouraging, that despite things not going as planned inside the Husker Athletic Department in, in terms of football specifically, there's still a little bit of light, and, and you can still have some encouraging feelings towards Nebraska football. Let's go ahead and take our final time out. When we come back, we'll give away the Beatrice Bakery Care Package. Keep sending in your nominations here on the text line, 402-464-5685. We'll wrap up Thursday's show on the Happy Hour next. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.